Former FBI Director James Comey had his day before Congress. He spoke before uh, congressional hearings in front of senators of both the left and the right, the Democrats and Republicans, and uh, hilarity ensued both inside the the building and, of course, on the Twitter sphere, where everyone had their own thing to say about the case. Meanwhile, the UK election went down last night. Theresa May gets a disastrous night for her prime ministership. We'll talk about that. And apparently, never, ever, ever shouldn't be said all the time because Taylor Swift and Spotify, plus other streaming services, last night got back together. That and more stories to talk about. The conversations we had on yesterday, though that makes this the Conversation Daily Recap for June the 9th, 2017. And welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I am the moderator of the conversations here inside of thisisaconversation.com and keeping up with what goes on on the podcast and online via our social media feeds. So if you want to get inside the conversations in real time on Twitter, follow us at TH underscore conversation. Follow us on Facebook at This Is The Conversation. And as we said already, our main website is thisisaconversation.com. Now stop by that website. We have a very cool things on the site. So every so often, make sure you stop by the site. It's mobile friendly, so you can do it on your phone or your tablet, whatever. But we want you to sign up for our conversation survey panel. We're looking for a few extra names, a few extra people, a few extra conversations, if you will, of people who want to get out their opinions and get paid for it. We have paid surveys for you, plus some informational surveys, some insights insider surveys for those inside the deal. So check it out by going to thisisaconversation.com slash survey panel. Now, we have a very short list of things to conversate about from yesterday, most because most of the ink and pixels and eyeballs were focused on James Comey and in D.C. Now, we'll get to him in just a minute. It wasn't quite the first thing going on. He had a fairly early start, but not the first thing we started off with. I started with Phil Collins, who, of course, had to cancel some shows after he fell in his head. Now, the headline that we sort of talked about yesterday was the fact that he hit his head going to the toilet. Not so much going to the toilet hitting his head, which can be misdrewed as that, but going to the bathroom, which is what the British basically called the bathroom is the toilet. Uh, basically getting up in the middle of the night in a hotel room, an unfamiliar room, where he just had surgery a few weeks ago, and he's having issues walking and just kind of just getting around. He got a little dizzy, he had a misstep, and he fell on his way to the bathroom in the middle of the night. He fell, hit his head, had to deal with some injury issues there. He is fine, he will recover, but right now the shows he had for the next week or so are on hold because he has to do some a bit of recovery from his fall. Uh, not so much falling in the toilet, but falling on the way to the toilet, as I, it should have been stated a bit more clearly. Now, we heard about a trial that's going on about a woman who urged her boyfriend to kill himself and he eventually did commit suicide. She's on trial for murder because of the issue. Wednesday in court, the court got a chance to hear some of the messages, some of the text messages that she sent to friends and to him about him in the ordeal. Now, she has been uh, very, very remorseful at this point, saying that she could have done something, anything, to sort of prevent what was going on. Essentially, it's a case of cruelty, mental cruelty, where she just kept egging him on to off himself, for lack of a better word. And because he was not in the right state of mind, he eventually did kill himself, and now she's on trial for murder because she is being 
cause pushed as the fault of, of his actual suicide. Uh, we'll see. We'll try to keep an eye on this whole case and see how it goes down in the end. Now let's go to James Comey very quickly. To James Comey because we didn't have a lot of actual tweets or or Facebook posts or anything out there on James Comey. We have another one that really pops up directly to that in a moment. Uh, well, we'll get to that right now. James Comey, of course, spoke before Congress, before the Senate, on a committee in uh, under oath, and of course said a couple of really t- telling things about his encounters with Donald Trump and his eventual firing. Number one, he said that Donald Trump appeared to be a liar many, many times. Word used multiple times in, in that fact. Uh, he gave a response that the difference between his dealings with President Obama, who he had met maybe three times over issues, and President Bush when he was in the uh, Attorney General's office, where he was he basically talked to him over one issue, and that wasn't much of an issue. There was no need to actually document any conversation. Remember, he was in there with Obama for a few years and only talked to him three times total. He even refused to actually hang out and play basketball with him because uh, Comey believed that it was uh, out of protocol to, to have, a, have any sort of relationship with the president as he ran the FBI. But, but Comey said the nature of the discussions he had with Donald Trump were such that he needed to document them just in case uh, Donald Trump will come back to dispute them because he sort of seen, seen him as a liar. He also stated that um, he he did talk to Attorney General Jeff Sessions, in fact, at one point saying asking not to be left alone with the president again because of these type of issues, and just saying that he did admit to leaking out or giving information to other people to get out to the public to sort of get his side of the story out there after the back and forth and back and forth on the firing issue came out and then it came down to Donald Trump actually saying he didn't like the way the Russia thing was going down so he was already thinking about getting rid of Comey it was on his head when he was on his mind when he was getting taken care of that now through the actual um, trial if you follow Twitter and you have a favorite or not so favorite senator you probably saw uh, some tweets about that particular senator or you know either getting his part in to take down Comey or being taken down by Comey one who just sort of took himself down was Senator John McCain who uh, set off in his 12 minutes of questioning a bizarre path of questions towards James Comey that no one could quite understand he eventually uh, released a statement blaming staying up late to watch the Diamondbacks play the night before trust me I've been there Uh, but no one can really still understand where exactly he was going with his line of questioning some senators got a chance to uh, give their respect and some senators got a chance to give a little bit of heat towards James Comey Comey coming out more or less uh, looking okay if in the public's view although if you are more along the line of the Trump supporters you may not exactly agree with that view we found out more information about the car that Derek Fisher crashed during his DUI from a few days ago. It is registered to Matt Barnes. Why does that mean anything? Well, if you know Derek Fisher and his history, Derek Fisher is currently in a relationship with Matt Barnes, his former wife. Uh, something that became an issue many years ago when uh, Derek Fisher, when when Matt Barnes found out that Derek Fisher was at the at the home he paid for. Uh, that was occupied by his former wife, and he left a, a basketball game and drove like four hours to confront Derek Fisher in what was essentially his house. Now what we find out is that the car that Derek Fisher crashed was actually his girlfriend's car, which is registered in the name of 
Matt Barnes. So Matt Barnes was paying for the car that Derek Fisher crashed in a DUI. This, of course, will probably get even worse before it gets better. We also learned news about Elizabeth Gilbert, the, the author of Eat, Pray, Love, uh, who, of course, started a movement in itself. Uh, a few months ago, she actually, or a while ago before that, she actually divorced her second husband. And, uh, and a few days ago, she married her longtime friend, now girlfriend, Rena Ellis, Elias. Now, she said don't take too much out of it because it's not a legal binding thing. It's just the fact that she, in the last year or so, fell in love with this person she's known all this time, her longtime friend, and they have fell in love. So they just had a ceremony to kind of show that love. Now, Elias is dealing with um, two sorts of really severe cancer, and so she's terminally ill. She is dying. There's not much to be done with that. So they're just spending some extra time together in the last days for the girlfriend um, and showing that they truly care about each other. What, How you feel about the relationship is a you know, you can take that on your own time. But right now, the bottom line is this is this is two people who care about each other and one person who's spending as much time as he can she can with that other person while they're still here. LeBron James is rumored to move to the Lakers or the Clippers in the two thousand eight free agency a lottery, and it will be a lottery come then time if LeBron James does not sign on with Cleveland. Now, of course, because he is with Cleveland, and he can get the most money probably from the Cavaliers based on that, but LeBron James has lots of money, lots of things going on, and he may be looking to go to a different market to uh, freshen things up where they might bring in some bigger names if possible. Why would he go to the Lakers or the Clippers? Well, we talked for a few weeks about his house, the house that got vandalized, in Los Angeles. It's literally miles away from the Staples Center. And since both the Clippers and Lakers play there, he would be working in his backyard. It would be a, a nothing but a jaunt to drive home from the house to work every single day or half the days because, of course, he's on the road for 40, 41 to 82 games or whatnot. So that's where the rumor basically comes from. There's really nothing to be said about that. Of course, LeBron James right now, him and his Cleveland Cavaliers down 0-3 to the Golden State Warriors, who are playing tonight. Let's see if the Warriors can make history and if they can close out with a perfect postseason. That's what they're shooting for right now. Otherwise, they're also shooting for, either both teams shooting for, a second championship in three years. A body was found in an Indiana River that was identified as former NFL player James Hardy III. Now, James Hardy was uh, was announced missing by his family a few weeks ago, and the details on the, him being missing were just a mystery in itself. And now the body that washed up in the river was found to be James Hardy III. We'll find more information about how this happened and maybe what led him to this demise. So this man now gone. Uh, we'll hopefully find out some real answers on this fairly soon. The shareholders for Yahoo approved the $4.48 billion sale to Verizon. Now, that's about half, a little less than half than what they expected to be at the get-go. But Yahoo's had its issues, and it's still sort of having its issues. But the sale is going through. That means the bulk of the assets will go to Verizon and do whatever it is they're going to do with it. On top of that, that means the board of Yahoo, the bulk of it, is essentially gone once that gets integrated. So the 
miracle that was Marissa Meyer who was going to take over and fix Yahoo and take it back into some semblance of glory, that era is essentially off. Whether she will stay on in some sort of role of working with Yahoo, or maybe they'll even keep her on the board, it is highly unlikely. They're looking to basically swipe all the Yahoo big bosses off the big board once the big sale is done. A San Diego middle school had a uh, little bit of an issue with their yearbooks. They decided to use a uh, historical map on the cover of the yearbooks. They just found something, a historical map of the area that they thought looked cool, and I guess it was public domain or they had the rights to use it, so they used it as the cover art for the yearbook. One problem. The map had the N-word in pretty big embolsing letters uh, on the in the, the piece that was on the the, um, the cover of the yearbook. So all the yearbook covers uh, had the N-word in them. Uh, it was a very old, very historical map that had some references on there that, you know, kind of lead to those things. So because somebody didn't take, pay enough attention to the photo when they looked at it, it turned out, on the back end, the publisher don't doesn't care. They just took a picture and rolled with it, and they had to scramble to basically recall all the yearbooks, and they're going to have to reprint and reestablish all the yearbooks for these kids because of this faux pas. We'll see how long it takes to fix that one. And these are actually the first two for the day early this morning, but they both the events happened a bit before midnight, or right at midnight, for you say. So we were later in the, in the game getting them in there, spreading them out as they came out early in the morning. Number one, UK election results, which we actually knew fairly late in the afternoon here, which is now fairly late, uh, based as my recording uh, here in the States, fairly late in the afternoon in England, where the Prime Minister had what was called a disastrous uh, turnout, where their party, the um, Conservative Party, the party that pushed into the whole Brexit thing, lost the majority of their holding in Parliament, which, just like here in Congress, when one party has the majority of the seats, then it's basically a rubber stamp on getting things done that that party has in their agenda. The agenda for the Brexit was built on a very large following in Conservatives, and somehow the Conservatives lost the bulk of the Parliament, so they no longer have the consensus of what's going on. Theresa May will have to, who just got elected for Prime Minister, will have to get with the program, if you will, talk to some folks across the aisle, and work on a consensus sort of government so that she can get anything done. And with that in mind, she also has to put in the fact that the people that voted to get the Brexit in are no longer there to support her to get it into working, which means it could falter, even though the people voted for it, in a sense. The government that was running it is not there to run it the right way. She had a briefing with the uh, Queen uh, this morning, her time, uh, this afternoon, probably early, early this morning, our time, uh, to discuss what she's going to do about governing things from here on out. Now, the Queen has no real power other than the fact that she's the Queen. Uh, she can't just roll in veto or whatever. Parliament does all the stuff. Prime Minister runs the government. But they still answer to the Queen as a figurehead, and so she still had to kind of tell the Queen how she was going to run things. We'll see how things happen for the next 12 months in Britain. And at midnight, Taylor Swift returned all her music to the streaming services. Spotify, the big notable one, because she had a big spat uh, publicly with Spotify, basically saying, Spotify, don't pay my money the way I like it to. So she took her music off three years ago and took it off all streaming services. You could buy directly 
but you could not stream it uh, in a prepaid plan or a free plan at all. Oddly enough, Midnight was release time for for Katy Perry's brand new CD, her fifth CD, and, well, people have sort of thought that maybe the two are sort of related. Katy Perry had a CD set for release at midnight on a Friday, so Taylor Swift does a mysterious lets all her music back on Spotify the same time so that they can ballot back and forth. Katy Perry has their number one album on, because it's a brand new album, on Apple Music, and it's, it's trending fairly high in other places as it's a brand new full album but of course all the playlists are now picking up and of course the internet is a buzz by getting their taylor swift back even though all her songs at this point are like eight years old you, it's amazing how many people are back to streaming their taylor swift even though they already had to buy it once those are all the stories and the conversations that we had for yesterday uh, yesterday being the 8th of june of course on monday we will recap the 9th, 10th, and 11th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all the conversation we had over the weekend. So we'll usually have a longer list of things because we have three days to go through, even though we do a little less uh, chatting on the weekend. But we do get into big stories, the big things as they come out. In fact, we'll get a taste of all the big things on Saturday, tomorrow, if you will, as we release the weekly wrap-up podcast where we'll go through the listing of the top 10 conversations we had over the week, the ones that had the most response by you, the ones that you reacted to the most, and then we go over some of the ones that obviously didn't make the top 10, but we think are pretty important. 10 is a short number, and we had about 60 distinct conversations over the week, uh, and some that are just kind of we think are cool, so we're going to remind you one more time to check up with it. So check that out. That will be released on Saturday morning, so you can get a chance to listen to that all weekend long. And then Monday, we'll be back to the daily recaps, although, as we said, Monday is a three-day recap, so it may be a little longer because we have three days to fill, but three shorter days' worth of information. So thank you so much for joining us for the conversation. If you want to see any of my other projects, things I have going on outside of this thing here, check out my main website. It's the letter J, Cleveland like the city, P-A-Y-N-E dot net, jclevelandpayne.net. Check it out as we are slowly rebuilding that one after a big hacker attack on a bunch of my sites. So this that one's slowly getting back into some semblance of order. It's basically a listing and links to a portal to other places. So check out what I have going on through that website jclevenpain.net check out how to stick with the conversations all day long by sticking with us real time on social media th underscore conversation is us on twitter is us on twitter this is a conversation is us on facebook and of course the main website this is a conversation.com stop by the website for great features and check out our sponsors page our sponsors are doing their best to uh, be good stewards to you out there in general and they're also being good stewards to help us keep things going here for our broadcast so check out the sponsors see if they can do something for you and thank a few of them uh, just for being a part of our program and i'm going to thank more than a few of you i'm going to thank every single one of you three times thank you thank you thank you for being a part of all we have going on keep the business going and all the responses that you're giving to us make sure you subscribe to the podcast make sure you sign up on social media to follow us on conversations and make sure you're back here tomorrow for the weekend wrap up week that weekend wrap up and of course on Monday again for another daily recap from thisconversation.com. 